Welcome to Masters Eve, the night before the Masters, the most important tournament in the world, the best tournament in the world. Let's take a look at some numbers to see if we can't figure out who's going to win this thing. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. This is the Masters Preview. I'm very excited about it. I've been going and doing some, some really cool stuff on some golf swings and things, but had to put it all away to... Right, this week is special. This week is one where probably more than any other week, right? You've got everything on. It's all about the Masters. So it's for so many reasons. One, it's just it's the only major where we play at the exact same venue every single year. So we become very familiar with um, each one of the holes, the struggles. We have memories from when we're very young of different players and with different shots and how they all played them differently. It's really an amazing experience just watching the Masters. I've got a few friends that are going to be there this year, which is super exciting. Um, just the history, the pageantry, all of that, right? And it's it's so amazing that we can even get over the fact that none of us will probably ever play there, right? That That most of the members will never, ever know any one of our names, nor care about any one of us. But despite all that, we still love the masters and everything that that it it's about. So what I was doing, I've been going through and looking at different quotes and, and different things about the masters uh, for the Instagram page. I've been doing a lot of different quotes and things from not only players playing in it this year, but players that have played in it previously and just to kind of get their thoughts and things on the masters. It's been really fun. I'd love to dive into the history of it all. But I found one quote that I found super interesting because it's from Bobby Jones. And he was talking about the Masters and the whole idea behind the course they were trying to build and then the tournament and sort of the, I guess, the mission statement of the Masters. And I thought this was fascinating. So I went up and I did a graphic for this and put it up on Instagram, on the Data Access Golf Instagram feed. But here's, here's what the quote says. We want to make bogeys easy if frankly sought. Pars readily obtainable by standard good play, and birdies, except on par fives, dearly bought by Bobby Jones. Okay, so um, we wanted people to be able to make pars, right? If easily make bogeys, right? If, if you're trying to just get out of there with a bogey, make that easy. Um, if it's just with standard good play, be able to make um, pars. Make birdies very difficult to get anywhere but on the par fives. That was the plan. So I thought, you know what? Let's take a look at that. I mean, how has that, how has the Masters held up over the years with, with that in mind, with that mission statement in mind? So if we look at the, uh, if we look at all the holes and kind of look at what the average score is over the course of, man, the last umpteen years, this is what we're looking at. And it sort of backs up, which is so fascinating to me, is it backs up everything that Bobby Jones was looking to do. And now we can kind of understand why the principles of the Masters, 
of, of Augusta National, why they continue to make changes to the course to protect this dream. It makes a lot more sense to me now why they added 40 yards to number five, for example. But if we look at then these average scores for these, for these holes, then we got to get a good idea if, you know, if it's been, if this mission statement has been held up or not. And then we can say, honestly, it has. Um, every single par three and par four at Augusta National, the average score is above par, right? And for all the par fives, it's below par, under par. So for the par fives, you've got, um, see, Pink Dogwood, which is number two, 4.79. You've got Yellow Jasmine, which is hole number eight at 4.83. You have got Azalea, which is number 13, 4.78. And then you've got Nandina, which they never really say, but that's number 17. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's Firethorn is number 15, a par five, 4.78. Okay, so all four of those are under par, which is exactly what Bobby Jones was talking about. So I thought that was incredibly cool that it's held up. Every par four is above par, every par three is above par, and every par five is below par. So really cool. Just for kicks, if you went and took all the average scores over the years for each one of those holes, then the average score at the Masters would be 74.1. Okay, so, and if we're looking at basically how the, the holes all shake out there, then a very good round, we could even say a perfect round, say you par all the threes and fours, right? And you birdie the par fives, it would be a four under par. That would be an amazing round at the Masters um, if, if you held up, if you birdied all the par fives. Really, I mean, typically, I mean, if you look at this 74.1, which is the average score of these amazing players, you're probably looking at a, a minus two, minus three is an excellent score at the Masters. Just for, just based on the data, right? Just based on the numbers. So now we look at it like, okay, so how do we decide? There's a lot of fantasy and this, that, and the other. There's been a lot of talk about who do you choose to win this thing? And it's a great question. For me, when I look at it, and when you look at winners in the past who have done well at the Masters, we know that the rough's always down. There's not a lot of rough out there, so we don't really have to worry about that. So the driver is a huge weapon. Uh, you can't get in, you can get into some trouble, but it's still more so than really a lot of other courses, like I say, a US Open. It's just not as um, penalizing, right? Not as penal to hit a driver at uh, Augusta National. So the things that you wanna look at at Augusta, the greens are very tricky. So you want to make sure that your approach shots are very accurate. You need to hit in certain portions of the green in order to have a good chance at birdie. And that's again, going back to what Bobby Jones was talking about. They've made the greens very tough. So if you hit the wrong portion of the green, you're going to struggle, right? So these are the, these are the stats that I looked at to try to determine who I think is in the best possible shape to win this year. And it's just based on 2019 numbers and stats. I looked at approach shots from 150 to 175 yards, and uh, you wanted to look at you wanted to look at proximity to the hole from 150 and 175 yards, and then also proximity to the hole from 125 to 150 yards. You need to be very precise with your irons at Augusta National.
Okay, so those two stats are very important. The next thing you want to look at is if you miss a green, which is also pretty, pr pretty common, um, it can be very tricky around the green. So you do want to look at the scrambling number to see who's, who's performing very well right now in their scrambling numbers. And then you want to look at three putt avoidance because these greens can be very tricky. And so if you can get out of there with the two putt, you're going to pick up on the field. We have more three putts at Augusta than we have on any other course throughout the entire year. So three putt, a putt avoidance is super important. And then you gotta make your 10 footers. You'll have a lot of 10 footers out there for par. You've gotta make your 10 footers. So essentially, those are the five stats that I looked at and then tried to find some sort of patterns in this. From 150 to 175 yards, and, and then you've got to look at players who are playing well right now. So any one of these by themselves probably doesn't mean a whole lot. But when you look at all of the stats together, and then also look at um, players that are in good form right now and see if you can find any of them on this list, then you're in usually pretty good shape. You can find a player that's pretty strong. And this works, this obviously works for fantasy and all that. And, and this is how I've um, this is how I've done fantasy in the in the past, is looking at these types of numbers. So, okay, I don't do any fantasy stuff now. I've I've weaned myself off of all that and, uh, and, and do a podcast instead, right? So that's good enough. Okay, so from 150 to 175 yards, those that really jumped out at me, so I've just basically listed the top 15. You've got Corey Connors on this list, who just won last year. I mean, just won last week, last person in the Masters. He's actually... He's second on the list, but he converts more of these putts from when he hits a green from 150 to 175 yards. He is second place for converting these things. He's proximity to the hole is in second place. He is in first place for actually converting once he hits the green from 150 to 170 yards. That's a strong number. So Corey Connors is one that sticks out. Justin Rose, who has been so good for so long. I think he's top... He's been a top 20 for the last seven years or something like that. So he knows Augusta National well and plays well. Um, you've got Justin Thomas on this list. You've got Tiger Woods on this list and Rory McIlroy on this list. So all of those players from 150 to 175 yards are in the top 15 for proximity to the hole. Okay. They know how to put the ball in the right places on the greens. Okay. So that's the group there. Now we, we jump down to 125 to 150 and see if we have any sort of similarities there. Again, it's amazing, but Corey Connors is on this list. And as is Justin Thomas. Those are the only two that are on both proximity to the whole numbers that I looked at. So from 125 to 175 yards, Justin Thomas and Corey Connors are on both lists. Strong iron play. Um, and then Corey Connors actually converts more. He's in second place as far as conversions from hitting the green from 125 and 150 yards. So again, super strong. Not only does he hit the green in the right place, he's excellent at converting that great iron shot into a birdie, right? Or, or into an eagle or into a par even, right? It just doesn't matter. He makes the next putt. So very interesting numbers there. So Corey Connors and Justin Thomas really jump out when you look at proximity to the whole numbers, hugely. Okay, uh, so then we jump down into scrambling. Uh, and there's really only two on the scrambling list that make any, well, maybe three. 
You've got in scrambling in second place, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, you've got Tommy Fleetwood at number five. Good player, all around solid game. But here's the one that's going to become interesting to everybody, I believe. You've got Justin Rose on this list. So you've got him, you've got Justin Rose on the list from 150 to 175 yards proximity to the hole. Now we've got him on the scrambling. We don't have Corey Connors or Justin Thomas on, on the scrambling list at all. So now we've got Justin Rose with a, a well-rounded game. He gets up and down from around the green 68% of the time. Hugely important at Augusta National. Okay, next one. Three putt avoidance. If you're going to not hit the green in exactly the right place, on Augusta, you've got to avoid three putts. Three names stick out on this list. Justin Rose again. Three putt avoidance. He actually leads the PGA Tour this year in three putt avoidance, which is, right, more three putts on Augusta than anywhere else. Hugely important. So Justin Rose, and he's got actually quite a considerable lead. It's only, he only less than, I mean, it's like almost nothing for three putts. It's incredible. Less than 1% of the time. Um, and then you've got Dustin Johnson on this list. Now, this is the first time we've seen Dustin Johnson in any list, right? We're into this. This is the fourth list, and this is the first time we see Dustin Johnson's name. But as far as three-putt avoidance, there he is. And then John Rahm. He's also been playing quite well, has a good, well-rounded game. So those three stuck out then on three-putt avoidance. Just Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson, and John Rahm. And then the last one I like to look at is 10-footers. You have to make your 10-footers at Augusta. You have to. The names that stuck out here, again, three. I pulled out three that I thought. Adam Scott, former champion. He's on second and leads uh, on the PGA Tour for 10-footers. Um, third place, Justin Rose. Justin Rose again. And then in ninth place, Jason Day. So out of these five lists that I pulled out, Justin Rose is on four of them. What I consider to be the most important stats when getting around Augusta National. You have got Justin Rose on, you've got Justin Rose on four out of the five. Uh, the only one he was not on was, um, no, exactly. Actually, he is on, yeah. The only one he was off was 125 to 150 yards proximity to the hole. But Proximity to the hole from 150 to 170, scrambling, three-putt avoidance, and 10-footers. He was, he was in the top 10 in, in, those, four, in those four lists. Uh, truly amazing. So by the numbers, my pick for the Masters, as much as it kills me, and I think I said this earlier, is Justin Rose. Um, he is just, as far as what your game needs to be doing to do well at Augusta, he's well-rested. But in order for your game to do well at Augusta, you need proximity to the hole numbers need to be high. Your scrambling numbers need to be solid. Three-putt avoidance needs to be right up there. And you've got to make your 10-footers. Justin Rose is the guy for the week based on the data. Doesn't always hold true. But if you were a betting man, you should always use the data. So really excited for... Um, for the Masters. I hope everybody enjoys it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, really get, I've been really getting into analyzing golf swings, um, especially of some LPGA players that I will be um, submitting here pretty quickly for you guys to have a look at. It's 
really great information and, and will be super helpful for improving our game now that, that right, the Masters kind of kicks off the golf season for all of us who have suffered through a wintry, snowy uh, period of time. So enjoy the Masters. Until next time, remember, better data always means better golf and better data means Justin Rose. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.